0: We thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you that we can come together and bless and praise and just be in your very presence. And Father, as we look to you, we ask that you will touch our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, that you will be glorified in all things. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We are now into our fourth episode of our series entitled Buzzwords. Our fourth episode of our series. And in this fourth episode, we're going to be talking about a word that is sometimes used I won't say flippantly, but used frequently in order to bring about our way of thinking. The word that we're going to be talking about today is justification. Now, God uses justification, He justifies us and makes us His children. And in gratitude for God's love and adoption into his family, how is he calling you to create family for those without a place to belong? Are we reciprocating the same type of love that we feel from God to others that he has shown towards us? If you will remember, we started off with episode number one. In episode number one, we talked about the Trinity. And we talked, and the title was Trinity Revealed. Then from the Trinity in episode number two, we went to the gospel. And we talked about the gospel's good news. And last time we met, we talked about in episode number three, the atonement. And we talked about the atonement's awesome act. And today we want to talk about justification. Episode number four is Justification's Joyful Adoption. Justification's Joyful Adoption. Our definitions for today are as follows. Buzzword is that noted as a Harvard student slang for the keywords in a lecture or a reading. Justification, justification is the act of justifying, a showing to be just or conformable to law, resuscitude or propriety, vindication, defense. In theology, remission of sin and absolution from guilt and punishment, I wanna say that again. Remission of sin and absolution from guilt and punishment or an act of free grace by which God pardons the sinner and accepts him as righteous on account of the atonement of Christ. And adoption. Adoption is the act of adopting or the state of being adopted, the taking and treating of a stranger as one's own child. We're still in the book of Romans. Romans is the handbook for how to live the Christian life. And so we're gonna be in Romans Eight, starting at verse number 14 through 17, and then we're going to drop down to 29 and 30. Romans 8, 14 through 17, English Standard Version, has this written. 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. 15 says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. 16, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. 17 says, and if children, then heirs heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Let's drop down to verse number 29. It says in 29, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that we'll fall upon the good soil of our heart in Jesus' name. There is so many various points that we can bring out about this, but one of the things that we... Like to like to say or, or I heard say it is the fact that when we do something and we start getting resistance, we start coming up with our justification for why we did it. People will say You shouldn't have done that, and then they will come up with the reason or the excuse to why they had to do to justify. They don't want condemnation to come upon them because of the decision that they made. And once we understand that justification is the way by which we try to remove blame from ourselves and realize that it's very hard to take mud off a dirty pig. When you try to take mud off a dirty pig, one of the things we used to say is, you probably get dirty or more dirtier than the pig. The thing about it is the pig loves getting dirty and you don't. But we always are trying to provide this justification, this reason why we did what we did, or, and, and we want to remove the penalty or the condemnation that will try to come upon us because of our decision. We have a court system that the whole purpose of this court system is to justify why something happened, is to say, through the use of evidence, this is the reason why this person should be convicted. And on the other side of that, the defense is trying to say this is the extenuating circumstances by which this person should not be convicted. That's why we have to have a jury who evaluates the evidence, and then when they evaluate the evidence, they decide who was right and who was wrong. But in all this, this is just throwing mud from one end of the room to another when we look at the whole total scheme of things when we really look at what justification is, justification is that which allows us to now be adopted into the family of God. Now, adoption, as we've heard it said, is taking a stranger and treating them now as if they're your own. And sometimes we kind of get it a little twisted and we kind of think that adoption is a bad thing. But I, I've heard adoptive parents say something that I thought is very significant. They said there were many children born, but we had the opportunity to choose you. Adoption then means that we have an opportunity to choose who we want to be a part of our family. Amen. And in that same sense, God has done just that. Because God has set up this system whereby we are now considered not only are we considered his children, but we're considered the heirs. And not only are we considered heirs, but we're considered joint heirs with the number one son, Jesus himself. It's not that we have become secondary children. We are placed on the same level as Jesus himself. Because of this thing called justifier. The to me, the most significant thing about the process of justification is the result where you then become adopted. You then become a part of the family. There is a movie that uh, was referenced in my notes that I, I said I definitely got to bring this up because I like this movie. There's a movie that came out in the early 70s called The Godfather. And in the movie The Godfather, I'm not going to get into any of that. Yeah, just You just relax. I just want to say there was an advisor who was not an Italian but he had all the benefits of Being a part of the family. His name was Tom Hagen. Tom Tom was an advisor to the family and he made sure, and they treated him. He had as loud a voice as any other person that was a part of the family. And so that shows the the power of adoption. When you are adopted into, you are treated just like the family. And there's nothing that anybody outside the Cory loans can say that will cause you to think any different because you were told by the family you are family. And with that being said, we can look at that and see the power of adoption. Justification opens up the door. Adoption puts us in the house. Now, we have all, and all means all, we we have all fallen short of God's glorious standard, as as one version says. We have all come short of God's glory because of our sin. So then we we have to realize that we are justified by his grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Because of what Jesus did, he redeemed us. He paid the price, and when he paid the price, he justified us to be able to be adopted into the family of God. Jesus paid it all. And the the song says, all to him I owe. Sin had left the crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. And so as we look at that word justification and and we look at how it is used by Paul in in the New Testament writings, we realize that it is a legal term. Because it is talking about a condemnation that is supposed to occur, however, it does not because there is some extenuating circumstances, some mitigating circumstances that come into effect to remove the condemnation. Well, what is that? It is the redemption. Everything has already been paid, so there is no need for conviction. (laughs) And as we look at that, the judge is saying that that everything is okay. This person is good to go. there's no condemnation to this person because it is not, justification is not a pardon. Pardon means I'm excusing you from what you have been convicted of. Justification says you ain't did it. Justification says, I don't care what everybody else says, you are justified by this court, which means you are not guilty. Guilt shouldn't even be in nobody's lips. And I don't care what they say, you are free. It is this, 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 this positive bestowal of a righteous status that you are now right in God's eyes because you have been justified because the price has been paid. Because the price has been paid, because of the propitiation that we talked about before, because of the atonement that has been given, you can now stand before God saying, I am covered by the redemptive process that Jesus went through. Because of the redemptive process, I no longer have sin and condemnation upon me because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Now, check this out. Just like justification is a legal term, guess what? Adoption is also a legal term. Term and it and it and it it makes us not only right with God but it makes us intimate with God because we are now a part of God's family. That God is making us His own children because of He is justified. He cannot see the sin because of the blood of Jesus that is covering and keeping us. Now, this is the other thing. You can't go to somebody and say, adopt me. You can't make someone adopt you. So adoption, just like justification, is a single one-way event and act. You can't go in and say, I am a part of this family. Now, the family has to bring you in and adopt you. That is why it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Uh So if you're not led by the Spirit, then guess what? You're not a son. So when adoption occurred in Paul's day, several things were immediately True of the new son. Number one, his old debts and legal obligations were canceled. He got a new name and was instantly an heir of all that the father had. And his new father became instantly liable for all his actions. And the new son also had new obligations and honor to his father. Instantly, when you got adopted, this is what happened. All the old debts are gone. All the old things are gone. Your name is changed. Everything changes about you. Whatever the father has, guess what? Is yours now. All that comes together because of this transformation that you have been going through, that you have been justified because of the blood of Christ. And he brings you in and makes you, declares you as one of his sons. So, what should happen through this process of justification, this process of adoption? What should be happening? This should lead us to a new level of healthy relationship. This should lead us to a level that our identity changes. Everybody likes to always point out how you were and don't really want to celebrate how you are. Everybody wants to keep you the way that they remember you but don't want to see how changes have occurred which now cause you to have a different outlook. Why? Because if you can change, that means, guess what? They can change. And some people have resolved this within themselves that I can't change. There's nothing that I can do to help me change. But then they see you and they want to say, weren't you the crackhead? Weren't you the drunkard? Weren't you? And you can say, yes, I was that. But because of Jesus, I am now a new creature. I've been created anew in the spirit spirit. Now, my body may look the same. It may still have some of the uh, remnants from my earlier happenings, but because I've went through this transformation, I am now adopted into a new family, so everything about me has changed. So what we can ride along on this, and we can uh, relish in this and that we can be excited about this, we no longer have to declare him father because he has now adopted us. We can now say, Hey, Daddy, hey, Dad, because we are now intimately a part of the family of God. And the formalities get removed, and everything is just about us having a good relationship. And because of this new relationship, a lot of us are still operating under the mindset that he's he's the father and he's on the throne and he's high and lifted up, and and we have not realized, one of my favorite pictures that I remember seeing uh, president uh, Kennedy was the fact that uh, John Jr. was sitting playing underneath the presidential desk while the president was up there doing business of the nation. Now, to, to, they called him Jack. Now, to Jack, he was just daddy. Mm-hmm. To the rest of the world, he was Mr. President. And when you are a part of the family, he is the father and he is the creator of all things, but to you, he's just daddy. Daddy. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Daddy. Do you know that your daddy's such a, Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just daddy to me. Mm-hmm. And when you have that good relationship, a lot of folks will, will, will look at it and, and say, you can go to him like that? Yes. yes. Cause that's family. That's that's my dad. My dad. My dad. There is a there's this saying that that is not a good saying. It, it's a good saying, but it's, it, it, the, the they, they say that anyone can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. Because a dad makes you a part of the family. He does things to move you and, and, and cause you to feel a part, and he spends time with you. He makes you, at that very moment that you're in his presence, feel like you're the only one that matters in the entire world. Now, I can tell you that that's a process that you can work through, that you can establish, and when people are in your presence, they can be like, you just make me feel so good. God has put that in us, an ability for us to be there in the moment with a person and cause them to feel like they're special, yes. that they're a part of the family. That's why God's, uh, 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 the Hebrew writers say it's not good for you not to come together. Mm. We have to come together. Why? So we can encourage one another, that we can make one another feel special because we're all part of the family. And when we know that we're all part of the family, we can encourage one another to good works and do those things that are necessary. Now, if we take a little sidestep and look at the scriptures that we looked at, if we look in Romans, the 8th chapter, the 14th verse, it then brings up the point that not everyone is a child of God, but only those who have God's spirit and believe. It also implies that before we were adopted, we were living like an orphan. Jesus recognized this when he walked among us. He promised us in John 14 and 18. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. We know these promises, but sometimes it's easy to live life as if we were still an orphan. There are things that I have read about about uh, when, when um, people... Uh, people take in children in the foster care system that the the, the, the kid uh, the child will sometimes still realize that or, or still have the connotation that I'm not a part of this family but and and then they graduate and and they then become adopted into the family but they will still have certain things that they will hold on to like they'll they'll have a little uh, shoebox or something that they will keep their personal stuff in because they're they're like, I know they've adopted me, but I'm still not sure if I'm part of the family. But we have to recognize that being an orphan manifests fear in our lives and and uncertainty about am I really worth anything or, or am I able to do anything because I'm not a part of anything. So are you living as that orphan who is, is, is vacillating up and down and falling and, and, and really not pulling in everything that you have as an heir to the family of God? Or do you live as a child of God, one who is confident in him that is able to keep you from falling and that the God of the universe loves you? And he's always there for you. And any time that you need, you can call him and he shows up and he shows out and he calls you his precious one and he empowers you to go forward in what he has called for you to do. Finally, in all this, I want to say, there are some folks that are not as fortunate as we are and having an understanding that we have been atoned for, which means everything has been paid for, which then justifies us, like I said before, which opens the door for us to be adopted so that we can come into the house. There are those that do not have that feeling in their lives. They are still operating in that Orphan mentality, and that's why it's very important for us to understand who we are in Christ Jesus So then we can be Christ Jesus' hands We can be his voice, we can be his life to those that we encounter So that we can tell them that you don't have to be an orphan any longer Everything's already been taken care of for you You just have to accept that it has been done. Reminds me of another movie, I can't think of the name of the movie I was watching, but there, there's this uh, Russian proverb or a Russian um, saying about how this family had brought this young man in who had a very troubled life and he had lived for years with them, three or four years, five years I think it was, and then one day the young man disappeared and everybody in the household was murdered. And they they assumed that the love that he was shown was so overwhelming that he felt like they they were just setting him up to pull the rug out from under him. So before they could pull the rug out from under him, he said he would just go ahead and kill them. But what we have to realize is that even in the midst of a person feeling as if they're an orphan, we can still treat them as a person, as the family of God. Because what that can cause them to do is to change their mindset so that they will walk in the power of being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. So as we are walking into this family type of, of atmosphere, as we're walking into this uh, coming together and being apart together knowing that there are some people that are going through some troubled things within themselves, we should always look at providing an opportunity to help them to feel that they belong. That we should be inviting them to be a part of our family. And sometimes it, it, it may become necessary to make them a part of our immediate family so that they can feel a level of belonging. I remember when we first got married, we ain't had no sense. We ain't had no money. But on Sundays, we would invite a bunch of the single soldiers over to the house. And we'd have one chicken and some vegetables and all this other stuff. And every time... It would be so funny to us because everybody had more than enough. We couldn't figure it out. And to, to this day, uh, we, we still have connection with them because we made them feel like they were a family. We even had, I'll never forget, it. I ain't going to call his name out, but one guy, who, a single guy, was, he was going to the store to pick up some things. He took my son with him. My son walks in the door, has a five-pound bag of candy, and I say, where would you get that candy from? He said, he brought it for me. I said, what are you doing? He said, well, he asked for it. I said, oh, yeah, I can tell you're single. But that's how the family does. The family just cares for one another. They love on one another. They do it all together. It doesn't matter if they are hurting because they know when they come to the family that they can get relief from the pain. Amen, amen. And one of the things that we have done in our, in our society, in our, because we talk about having a family, sometimes we make those that are single feel like they don't fit in. But what we have to do is make them a part of the family. We have to invite them. We have to prevent, uh, present a situation whereby they can be a part of what we have going on. That's how we do this thing. That's how we work this out. This is how we example the justification that we have received, the adoption that we have been given. This is how we example it to others because if we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, then that means as being a part of family that we should be showing what? We should be showing love one yes. toward another. They shall know that you are Christians by the love that you show one toward another. If you do what I say, you shall have what I have. Love one another. Love covers a multitude of faults. Love has patience. Love has endurance. Love will allow a person that still has an orphan mentality to begin to say that I'm a part of the family because of the love they have for me. Mm -hmm. And we have to grab hold of that. That we are, you didn't do nothing to be justified. You didn't do nothing to be adopted. It just happened and you received it. That is the complex thing it is. You think you did something. You ain't good enough. You ain't got enough. Because even before you were born, the price was already paid. You just had to accept that it was paid on your behalf. So I just want to remind us today that justifications, joyful adoption. We are excited, we're exuberant, we are just delighted that we are a part of the body of Christ. Joint heirs. Heirs cheerings, whatever you want to call yourself, you are a part. And we have to renew our mind to operate in that mentality that God will be glorified. Now, someone today may be feeling as if they are on the outside looking in. And I'm going to tell you the easiest way to come on in. The easiest way to come on in is to accept what Jesus has already done for you. And what Jesus has done for you, he has paid the price. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When you accept Jesus into your life, it opens up doors that you didn't even know were available. And the process by which you accept what Jesus has done is covered in Romans, the 10th chapter. And it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, And it says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. It, 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 the confession causes your heart to change and causes things about you to change. And when you become changed, God starts doing a new thing in you. It even goes on and says, for everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so we just want you to understand this, that you making that choice today, this does not make you an orphan. This makes you a full-blooded child of the family of God. And we want you to receive all the benefit that God has for you as a child of the king. With that said, we say it like this. This is not an individual event. This is a team sport. We want to come alongside you and assist you along this journey. And in order to do that, no matter where you are in the world, you can contact us at God's House, info at God's House Or you can text us at 864-920-0100. Let us know that you have made that decision today. We'll come alongside you, assist you so that you can get and receive everything that God has for you you Amen. well friends and family this is episode number four justifications joyful adoption because it opens up that door that we can walk into the family of God we pray that everything that was said today will be an encouragement to you that you can continue to operate instead of being focused on the fatherhood of who God is let's look at the intimacy of Of who daddy is in our lives. That you will be able to operate in the fullness of who he is for you. We're going to do episode number five next week. Look forward to uh, having you be a part of that. And until next week, God's blessings be upon you. In Jesus name.